It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. We have some injury updates. Those are always fun. Some good news, some bad news. Plus, it's time to at least start feels a little bit on the trade market front. The Magic are going to be players one way or the other, or maybe they won't. Who knows? Let's get to it. It's time for Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is December 21st, 2022. My name is Philip Rossreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDLA.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we have injury updates on Wendell Carter and Chuma Okeke, when we will see both of them on the court or not in the coming days, in the coming future. Plus, we start diving a little bit into the trade deadline and talk a little bit about the Magic's position as we get ready for trade season. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. This episode is also brought to you by BetterHelp. As the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash LockedOnNBA. So in the midst of this win streak, we have uh, not been able to get you some news and some important news that is coming down the wire here for the Orlando Magic because the fact of the matter is this Magic team is still really injured. Like, really, really injured. Um, the Magic have five players who've been on the injury report um, and have been on the injury report for some time um, that we still say that there is a usual five. Wendell Carter, Chuma Okeke, Jalen Suggs, Jonathan Isaac, and Gary Harris. Um, we will get to some of that in a moment, but first, the big news coming out of Monday's game against the Atlanta Hawks. Franz Wagner has been added to the Magic's injury report. He is questionable for tonight's game against Houston Rockets with a sprained ankle. You probably noticed after DeJounte Murray's game-winning free throws, Wagner got into a tangle for the rebound, was on the floor for a little bit, um, So we'll, uh, and so we will see if he is good to go tonight. Um, knowing Franz, it takes a lot for him to sit, but we'll see what the Magic ultimately do with him. It's certainly something they don't want to linger or make worse or anything like that. Whether he plays tonight or not is probably going to be more dependent on how he feels than anything else. Some ankle sprains are very severe and take a while. Some ankle sprains you can kind of get through. Um, I've done both, but I'm not. All, I'm also not an elite athlete. Um, so that's going to be hanging around. But the Magic did get some, or the, the, it is reported now that the Magic will get some very good injury news in the very near future. Wendell Carter tells Kobe Price of the Orlando Sentinel, told Kobe Price of the Orlando Sentinel while the team was in Boston, 
that he is aiming to return Friday night against the San Antonio Spurs. What a Christmas gift that would be. Um, Wendell Carter is so instrumental to so many things the Magic do. He is a fantastic screener. He is probably the team's best interior defender, if not the team's best overall defender, on a team that's got some pretty good defenders, or potentially good defenders. Um, He just brings such a a solidity to everything that he does. Um, Just plain and simple... The Magic went on a nine-game losing streak the moment Wendell Carter left the lineup. The only game that they won during that stretch was the one game that Wendell Carter played in Chicago. And, of course, uh, Wendell Carter had some uh, vengeance on his mind, perhaps, uh, when he arrived in the United Center that Friday night. Before Carter's injury, so before this win streak, Wendell Carter was the only player on the team with a positive on-court net rating. And so this is all to say, and this is just all to highlight how critical Wendell Carter is to so many of the things that this team does. So as successful as this team has been over the last two weeks and as they figured some things out, it's very easy to pinpoint ways that Wendell Carter would be a whole lot better. Look at Monday's game as a perfect example. The Atlanta Hawks had 62 points in the paint, I believe, that game. Wendell Carter is a lockdown paint presence. He is very good and adept at covering pick and rolls and and stopping those kind of lobs and, and inside position that the Hawks kept getting to score at the basket and score at will. So, as good as Orlando has been, Obama has been, Wendell Carter does have the chance and does have the opportunity to push this team up another level. Um, there's obviously going to be an adjustment period. The Magic are, are, are obviously not going to do too much to rock the boat, but getting Wendell back is a huge deal. And of course, we're hitting a little soft spot on the schedule, um, at least by opponent. The Magic do not face a winning a team with a winning record, with an above 500 record, until January when they face the Memphis Grizzlies. They have seven straight games coming up here against teams with sub-500 records. Now, Orlando's not a team that can look at that and say, oh, we can count on all seven of those being wins. And very likely, even if they were a good team, they wouldn't win all seven of those. But this, if, if, you're, if you're someone that believes this Magic team can make the playoffs— these next seven games, you gotta you gotta run up the score a little bit. You gotta go six and one. You gotta go five and two. You know, four and three would help. I don't know how much, but this has got to be a winning stretch coming up here. And obviously, honestly, I think the toughest game that the Magic will face um, in the coming weeks is either the Lakers or the Wizards. Um, you know, and that tells you, and then a back to back against the Pistons is gonna be as always tough because that's a weird home road back to back, which I, I hate those, but that's either here nor there. Um, this is this is a big stretch coming up, and so to get Wendell, this is a good stretch to integrate Wendell Carter back. This is a good stretch to kind of get themselves right and kind of really kind of reestablish themselves again. Starting tonight, I, I'll, I'll mention this at the end of the show how important tonight's game against Houston is. We don't have much injury news on the others except for one. So some bad. Whenever there's good injury news, there's always bad injury news. The Orlando Magic announced on Tuesday that Chuma Okeke underwent arthroscopic surgery on his left knee. He will be out uh, and reevaluated in four weeks. Um, again, just kind of looking at building the defense. You know, Chuma is a potential shooter. Uh, you know, he is a he is a, a reliable he is a reliable shooter, although a bit streaky. Um, but really, his value is defensively. Um, you know, you look at his ability to defend, keep his man in front, and, and then just be disruptive and get deflections and steals. That that's really his great value is as a help defender more than anything else. Um, Missing him is going to be a big deal, and it's going to hurt this team a little bit to miss hit to miss him a little bit. But Orlando's been able to cover. They obviously have some size in Paolo and Franz. 
Jonathan Isaac's somewhere around here. Um, you know, he may, Jonathan Isaac could be back this weekend just as easily as anything else. I, I still think they will wait till after that Detroit road trip, that LA Detroit road trip next week. Um, if, if if it were me, I'd be targeting next weekend, but I would be targeting this stretch to get Jonathan Isaac back in because the match do have that West Coast road trip in early January. But back to Chuma Okeke. I mean, look, Chuma Okeke hasn't been quite the shooter that, that we all imagined he would be, although I, I think the Magic still trust him as a shooter. But they've missed him defensively as much as anything. As good as this Magic team has been defensively, they could be so much better. They got so much more talent coming down the pike. Um, Gary Harris is another great connector for this team. Uh, and so really, really what we're talking about here is, is a team that's playing really well that still has the chance to get better. Now, yes, there's always the risk that you disrupt some chemistry that, you know, some things become a little bit more volatile that way. But Orlando still has a lot in reserve, and the players know it too, that's going to help them find that consistency. And again, that's the message for this week. Find your consistency. Find the thing that you are good at, that you can repeat, that you can do over and 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 over again. You can you can meme that later, Wealth God. Um, the, uh, the, the, the magic just have to find their ability to kind of stay even-keeled and, and, and do the same things every single night. And, and that's what this is about. And so getting guys back disrupts that a little bit, but should elevate that floor a little bit too. I, I for one, am very excited to get Wendell Carter back on Friday. I, I do think this Magic team, as well as they played, have missed him significantly. And he's going to make the job a lot easier for a lot of players out there and, and make everything work a whole lot better. We are about a week into trade season, and already the rumors are flying, and we're obviously the Las Vegas Showcase going on, is going on right now, maybe not obviously, but the, the G League Showcase is going on in Vegas right now, so we'll get a fresh batch of rumors coming out here in the next couple of weeks. We're going to talk about the Magic's position coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at Better Help. Hold on, sorry. Uh, we all go through tough times in life. We all go through times where we need help. Just need someone to talk to, a different perspective. Unfortunately, life doesn't come with a user manual. So when it's not working for you, it's normal to feel stuck. Navigating any of life's challenges can make you feel unsure, whether it's career change, a new relationship, or becoming a parent, or just trying to find yourself in this crazy, crazy world we live in. Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills, which makes therapy the closest thing to a guided tour of a complex engine called you. BetterHelp has connected more than 3 million people with licensed therapists. It's convenient and accessible anywhere, 100% online. Look, I've, I've been in therapy plenty of times in my life. There's been a lot of challenges, a lot of career challenges, a lot of personal challenges, and therapy has helped me learn how to deal, learn how to deal with them in productive ways and learn how to be a better person in a lot in a lot of ways too. Whether it's learning coping skills, self-empowerment, dealing with trauma, therapy it therapy will help you kind of get that extra boost, that 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 extra leg up that you need. As the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online plus it's affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It really couldn't be simpler. There's no waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. 
Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on NBA. That's betterhelp, H E L P.com slash locked on NBA. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories around the sports world in 20 minutes or less, plus instant reactions, game recaps, and Locked On's take of the day. Locked On Sports Today, available on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. So trade season unofficially begins on December 15th. Why is December 15th a significant date? Um, under the NBA's collective bargaining agreement, December 15th is essentially the day that every almost every player that signed a contract in the offseason becomes eligible to be traded. So, you know, you go from about 85%, you go, for, go from about 66, maybe two-thirds of the league being able to be traded to about 85, 90% of the league being eligible to be traded overnight. Uh, and so that opens the doors to everything. There are still a few players out there, including Mo Bamba, who cannot be traded until January 15th. The Magic probably aren't, though very few teams actually get things done before the February deadline. Uh, a lot can change. You know, last week we were probably talking about the Magic selling off selling off some parts and, and, and doing things like that. This week after a six-game win streak, we're talking about the play-in tournament. We're talking about making run up the standings. We're talking about maybe buying uh, some players out there like Fred Van Vliet or, or, or anything else. Uh, again, I'm not going to be here to argue or advocate for one position or another at this point. We're still really early in the trade season, season, and I think it behooves everyone to wait and see what happens. Um, I was talking with a with a friend yesterday about this, um, and I will make this note when we get to it. Uh, I think the Magic can really begin to assess. I think the Magic should be able to really begin to assess what this season is capable of being after that West Coast road trip in early January. So we will revisit all of these points again at that juncture, at the end of at, at, in the middle of January. I think we will have a better picture of what this team is capable of uh, and and more importantly, whether this team can make that climb up the standings and, and do what a lot of us thought was not possible or, or very unlikely and, and make a play-in tournament run. But at this point, it is important to understand where the Magic stand and what the Magic are capable of doing. Um, this, this Magic team, as Jake Fisher of, of Yahoo Sports noted, is really, really interesting at this year's trade deadline. They have an extra draft pick in their back pocket with the Chicago Bulls pick. The Bulls um, will give the Magic their pick if it's outside of the top four, if they don't win the lottery. Um, So they'll have a second pick in this year's draft. So there's that roster crunch that we've all talked about. They have a lot of quality, interesting, semi-young players on very affordable contracts. Mo Bamba has signed a two-year deal. This is year one of a two-year deal. Second year is not guaranteed. Um, Markel Fultz has a team option for next season. Uh, Jonathan Isaac's contract is funky and weird, and 
you know, could be completely off the books next season if the team so wanted. Um, you know, you got Gary Harris on a two-year deal, Terrence Ross on an expiring deal, RJ Hampton obviously becoming a free agent this this offseason as well. There are a lot of things up in the air and a lot of contracts that might be valuable to teams looking to clear cap space before a big free agent summer this year, or just looking for young players or some veteran help in the short term. The Magic, as things stand, um, are a team that's right up against the salary cap. But before we get into draft picks and, and all of that, Orlando can easily clear up, can easily have about $30 million of cap room next summer and can easily clear up to up around $60 million next summer too. So if the Magic want to be players in free agency, they could easily do that. This is like one of the big things and one of the big points that has to be made. The Magic... You know the good. The teams that really figure this stuff out are the teams that get rookie, get players on their rookie contracts, play it at all star level, and really build their team while their rookies are on rookie contracts before their salary balloons. That's when you have the cap room to make things happen. And so, looking at how good Franz Wagner is, second year of a four year rookie deal, uh, and looking at how good Paolo Bancaro is in his first year of a rookie deal. That clock is ticking that within the next year or two, this summer, next season, or next summer, the Magic have to make some moves, or the Magic should be thinking about making some aggressive moves. Now, that's just to say the Magic, that's just to say like right now, the Magic are in a really good position. They have an exciting young team that is starting to gel and starting to figure things out. But they also have the ability to do whatever they want. They want to make a a deal like the Atlanta Hawks made for Clint Capella, trade some players out, bring in a high-priced player that's essentially a free agent acquisition into their cap room and just use their cap room that way, uh, use their cap room next year that way, they can do that. They want to make a play for a big fish. They can do that. They want to hold on to hold on to the roster, keep it intact, make some moves in the summer. They can do that. Th- to me, to me, the trade deadline is about buyers and sellers. Um, it's not about mutual trading. You're either selling something or you're buying something. There isn't time to find nuance at the trade deadline. And I think the Magic are a team right now that is very nuanced. Um, They're a young team that knows they're going to go through ups and downs, but a talented enough team that they are going to make a push, that they could make a push for the play-in tournament. The one thing I don't think the Magic will do is make a move for this season. Uh, As I've said, and I will say this even after a six-game win streak, this season is not about this season. This season is not about what the team does on the floor this season beyond its growth and development. Winning is a byproduct of that. It's a good thing. I'm not here saying the team is tanking. They're certainly not doing that. But how many games they win, where they finish in the standings, is less important in how they get there and what they're doing to get there. We can already see some of the things this Magic team needs and, and, and should be exploring to find, but any trade or any move the Magic make has to have long-term implications. They shouldn't go out and get, you know, honestly, like Fred Van Vliet's a big name that Magic fans have been buzzing about for a while. I've kind of pushed that aside. Uh, you know, Luke, uh, my, co- my co- co-editor on Orlando Magic Daily, Luke Duffy, named an argument for why the Magic should chase Fred Van Vliet. And I think there are good arguments on both sides of that debate. Um, but uh, as, as I've told some people, if, if, if you were going to pass on Donovan Mitchell at this point, Fred Van Vliet's a pretty bad follow-up to that. Like, if, if you were willing to go that far... Um, go that far to, to get a, a, an all-star level player, you should have just done Donovan Mitchell in the summer. But having said that, 
The problem with the Fred Van Vliet thing to me is that it is extremely short-sighted. It's extremely short-term move because he can become a free agent this summer. Why expend assets? Why trade a Mobamba? Why trade a first trade a pick of some sort? To get a player who could just up and leave. Now, obviously, I don't think you make that kind of a move without knowing that he's going to stay, but then he only has another year left on his deal. Now, I've been big on my Gordon Hayward theory saying, like, okay, the Magic should get a veteran player who can kind of carry the scoring load until their young players are ready to take over. And I think, you know, Fred VanVleet's been down, so I don't think he completely fills that fills that role, but I, I think he would potentially fill part of that role or part of that 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 thing I, I imagine. So I'm not totally against the idea, but this has to be a long-term thinking. This has to be long-term thinking, not short-term thinking. I don't care if the Magic make the play-in tournament this year. That's not important. It'd be nice. I'm not against it. I'm not saying don't do all you can to do. I'm not saying do everything you can on the court to do it. But the last thing the Magic could do is make a move that's going to say, now we are a play-in team this year. That's not the goal. The goal is to be a championship team in the future. The goal is to be a championship team two, three, but the goal is to be a championship team by 2030. Let's just, let's just, let's just, let's just put it that way for now. Um, but the Magic have to think long-term and think very, very hard and very, very carefully about the moves they make because everything is a domino. Just because you don't make a move at the trade deadline doesn't mean you're not set up for the summer. If you make a trade at the deadline, trade deadline, it may keep you from doing something in the summer where you know teams are probably a little bit more willing to talk about mutual benefit. What's going to help both of our teams? And the season, it's buyers and sellers. It's, I got something to sell. I don't need this piece. Let me get all I can for it. Uh, it's buyers saying, we need X to make a playoff push to get just a little bit over the hump. Let's, let's do it. Let's go. Let's, let's, let's push some chips in. Let's take a risk. Let's do it. The summer is really the opportunity to make, these, to make the kind of moves that are much more impactful, uh, and, and for, especially for a team like the Magic, much more impactful to, cha- to kind of shape and change this team moving forward. Now, obviously, if an opportunity comes around, if something right comes by, you don't pass it up. Uh, I love what the Atlanta Hawks did when they acquired Clint Capella. They got in on you know the Rockets' cap clearing moves. They they trade. They had a bunch of cap room and they just absorbed Clint Capella and and he's been a good get for that Hawks team. Really helped elevate them into a playoff team. I think I think something like that is definitely a move the Magic should be thinking about on how to use their cap room because I don't think they're quite ready for free agency yet. But I also don't think they can roll their money over one more time. So the Magic have to start thinking about how they want to align their contracts and how they want to set themselves up for their future. But that's really all that should be carrying the day here uh, in the uh, in the trade deadline. There are two months or a month and a half now until we get to the trade deadline. I think it's February 6th, you know, it's early February. There's a lot that's going to happen. There are a lot of games to be played before then. And the market's going to develop. And so the last thing the Magic should do, honestly, is act early. You got there's a deadline for a reason. Everyone procrastinates until deadlines, but unless there is just a killer can't turn it down deal, this roster is still under evaluation and this roster is still figuring itself out. The Magic owe it to them and the Magic should give this roster every opportunity to do so before they start making the long-term changes they need to make to elevate this team to a playoff level and eventually to a championship level. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about what's at stake in tonight's game against Houston Rockets. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, 
A quick word from our pals at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional amateur league out there, from pro football to college bowl season to basketball and a whole lot more. They've got it all at BetOnline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. They're always the fastest, easiest way to get all your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, the Orlando Magic take on the Houston Rockets tonight at the Toyota Center, closing out this four-game road trip. And, you know, this to me, like, I think I've said this after every game on the win streak, but I will say it here until it's kind of been proven otherwise. Tonight's game is really, really important. Um, Tonight's game is super, super, super big for this Orlando Magic team uh, on a number of fronts. It's not just the fact that they have a chance to go out and win a game. Winning games is good and, and, and all that. It's not just the fact that they're playing a game that it feels like, standings-wise, they should win. It's not just the fact that the Magic should be thinking a little, about a little bit of redemption after they let the Rockets run them off their own floor. Maybe not run them off. That's probably too harsh. But let, it, let, the, let them beat them up a little bit uh, in Orlando in a game that Orlando really felt like they were starting to turn a corner and, and then didn't. And that's really the storyline for this game. Um, you know, I could talk about the Rockets. I could talk about Jalen Green and 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 uh, Alpern Sangoon and uh, Kevin Porter Jr. and how much better Jabari Smith is playing for that team. I could talk about all that all I want, but that's not the story of this game. That's not what's really at stake in this game. At stake in this game is the Magic building themselves. Uh, as they said throughout the win streak, this is less about our opponent, no, dis- not not disrespecting them, and more about us and what we need to do and how we need to play every single night to win games. The Orlando Magic have not won enough to have not won enough to be trusted quite yet, um, and so to me, how they respond to a loss after this win streak is going to be the biggest thing. You know, Jamal Mosley says after every game, it's a game of runs. And and what the Magic did really well in that win streak is manage runs. When teams made runs, they stopped them short, they didn't let them get too big, and then they answered them back. And that's a great attribute to have. But this this season, this league is not just a game of runs in games, it's a game of runs in seasons. As players don't talk about stretches of games, we do. And so the big thing for this Magic team is has always been stopping a losing streak at, you know, if you're losing a couple games in a row, stopping it at three, not letting it get to nine as it did uh, earlier in the season. It's about building wins. It's about saying, okay, we won two in a row, uh, we lost. Let's not lose two in a row. Let's not give those games back. 
Let's burn off three more. Let's 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 get a stretch where we win six of nine. Like that's six and three is build is building records. It's about kind of going through those stretches. And now that the win streak is over, this is the test for the Orlando Magic. The test is can they build a win streak? Can they rebuild a win streak? Can they build a winning stretch? Like I said, the schedule's set up for them now to pick up a lot of wins. If we're talking play-in tournament, if we're talking about this team being a play-in tournament team, they need to win games here. They did well in what we thought was the hardest stretch of the season. Thanksgiving to Christmas was considered the hardest stretch of the season, the hardest month of the season. Just opponents, you know, where what they, what they were playing, all, all that stuff. They picked up a six-game win streak during that stretch. Atlanta was where it ended. Now comes a much more manageable part of the schedule and, and a part of the schedule where the Magic should be able to pick up wins. You can go back and read everything I wrote when the schedule came out, listen to our podcast when the schedule came out. I could guarantee you that I said, you know, Christmas at Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving to Christmas is really, really hard. That little pocket after around Christmas, heading into the road trip in January, the Magic got to pick up wins. They got to rebuild some confidence there. Well, the Magic are really confident right now. So this is an opportunity, you know, the Magic should be should be thinking we have, not, the Magic, if they're thinking about stretches, should be thinking we could pick up wins here. But more importantly, now the Magic need to be thinking we have to respond to this loss. This loss cannot become two. That cannot become three. Instead, this needs to be, we need to win again. We have to continue winning. We have to continue doing what we did during during the win streak. We can't forget what the win streak was and, and, and how we built it. And young teams sometimes struggle to do that. And so tonight against an opponent that's a little bit tougher to get up for, um, no offense to Houston, um, not that Orlando's an opponent that teams get up for either. I, I'll, I'll, I'll cop to that as well. But against an opponent that doesn't have that marquee player or, or that marquee juice to it, this is an opportunity to rebuild that win streak. It's an opportunity to cement what was gained in the win streak and not give it back. That's the key. And that's what really matters tonight. So what do the Magic have to do? They have to defend well. They defended terribly for three quarters, really for 45 minutes of that game against the Atlanta Hawks. They have to defend better. They have, Houston is a team that's not going to not be afraid to shoot the ball. They're going to sh- they're going to shoot from deep too. They're going to get out and run. You have to limit your mistakes. You have to play solid fundamental basketball, and you have to you have to compete defensively. If the team struggles defensively, they're they're going to have a bad night again. Um, they have to be solid and sound and, and take those runs when Houston is able to get out and transition. When Houston is able to get get string some shots together. They have to be able to respond to those runs. They've been very good at that. Even in the Atlanta game, they're very good at that, um, giving themselves a chance to win the game. And they, frankly, the big thing to me is they have to control the pace. They control the pace. They control the game. They control the win. It's really, really that simple. This is a game the Magic should win. This is a game the Magic, uh, honestly, I, I don't. I, it's hard to say bust win, but I think emotionally the Magic really want to win this game to prove to themselves more than anything else that their win streak was built on a solid foundation. Again, that's what these next few games are really about, proving that this team is built on a solid foundation. The Atlanta Magic tip-off against Houston Rockets at 8 o'clock from the Toyota Center. We'll have complete coverage here on Locked on Magic as well as on orlandomagicdaily.com. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore md. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Hit your tune in Himmel, Google, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places in the podcast to your 
podcast-enabled listening device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us, follow us there on Twitter, at omagicdaily. Now that you're done listening to us, be sure to check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. Peter Bukowski brings you the biggest stories from around the sports world in 20 minutes. Get the analysis and opinions before anyone else with our local and national experts and insiders. Locked On Sports Today, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. That's going to do it for me, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Ross and Mike. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.